Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is the top of the morning, and we are here driving through the day to work. And I'll tell you what, it's a weird day because my partner in crime has uh, had an, uh, a problem with his nerves, and he's going to take a chill pill, and it's just me and the sis. The sis, that's me. The sis, I'm here. Yeah, our buddy's got nerve damage. Going to be crazy for him, but hopefully he'll be feeling better soon. Uh, this is Pete here in your morning drive. And then this is Justin, this is Cloak and Jabber, your uh, number one drive time cloak and dagger podcast, the biggest, best, and only drive time cloak and dagger uh, recap podcast. We are here, and uh, <laughs> exciting to be that, uh, what an honor. Uh, we are here oh, to yeah. recap uh, episode eight, uh, two-player, a very exciting episode. Pete, you're, you love Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, well, I also, uh, you know, this has got a soft spot in my heart because we get some real arcade action in this. And uh, we're old, so we grew up, uh, like, riding our bikes to the arcade, playing, uh, you know, those, like, four-player games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mortal Kombat. Speak for yourself, uh, Pete. I'm a young... Street Fighter. I'm a young man. I took an electric uh, scooter. Uh, down to my local uh, <laughs> Apple store where I only played iOS games because oh, I'm a wow. fresh dude. All right, well, I, I'm not. And uh, this, uh, this app really uh, spoke to me, man. It, it, really, it really did. It's great. Up. Before we get into it, let's do a quick recap of what's going on. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, uh, Tandy and Ty, um, they are our heroes. Um, they were involved in a, uh, sure. an accident where Roxxon... Um, uh, oil rig type thing platform uh, had an accident um, burst bursting a weird energy into the the bay they both got powers from it and only later in life did they find each other um, cloak tie can uh, sort of uh, pull things into this dark force dimension he can teleport uh, tandy can make light daggers uh, she can also jump into people's um, hopes while ty can check out people's fears um, this season, they've been dealing with... Uh, wait, wait, don't forget the Dragon Ball Z style uh, or Street Fighter you can that she can do. Yes, let's not forget the Sonic Boom uh, she can mm-hmm. shoot out of her hands that she's used a couple times um, this season. Not in this episode, but... Yeah, I'm disappointed. I mean, we're playing video games, and you're not going to do the... May- you know, maybe whoever's playing her didn't have the code. I was upset there wasn't also a tiger uppercut. Yeah, I'm, it's a real shame we didn't get that. Um, yeah. So uh, this season they've been dealing with sort of two separate factors. Um, Mayhem, uh, which is their cop friend, uh, Bridget O'Reilly. She was split into two uh, forces um, at the end of last as season. As it happens. As it happens. I was split into two for a long time. Back together uh, as one. Feeling uh, yeah. slightly evil, yeah. slightly good. 
And as we all know, yeah, I gotta say, uh, I had a great time hanging out with your evil half there for a while. Uh, he is fun, but <laughs> uh, you know, you gotta be responsible. And um, I only get evil on the weekends now. Uh, I finally <laughs> smart. grown up. It's smart. Spoiler: I Very am grown up with you. So we had uh, uh, Bridget O'Reilly. She was split into two. Uh, Mayhem, sort of the um, edgy, aggressive, uh, vigilante side. And then Bridget herself, who um, is a cop. And on her beat all this season, she's been timid, sort of scared, not really making big moves as part of her split. Also, she can't shoot her gun, really, right? without Mayhem, without her badass side. That's part of it. Uh, The other factor we've been contending with is a villain named Despair, Andre. Um, he got the uh, powers when the Roxxon platform exploded to uh, get into people's heads and uh, steal their hopes. Um, he, they, the way they've shown that on the screen is in a record store where he can go and sort of play their memories, trap them in these memory loops, and uh, steal their, uh, their hopes until they're just husks of their former selves. Is that a fair way of saying it? Yeah, I mean, music is very powerful, man. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're drive-time DJs on this podcast. Because uh, <laughs> we love playing one music track an hour and then just yelling at each other in the meantime. Um, uh, and then so, so recently, uh, uh, Tandy was sucked into um, Despair's clutches. Um, she was trapped in this hotel, had all of her hopes pulled out of her. Um, at the end of last episode, she escaped. Um, Ty showed up right at the right time to help her escape. And uh, just as they were about to get out, uh, Ty passed out. We don't know what's wrong with him. Um, mm-hmm. A couple other things. That, and he's kind of like leaking cloak smoke. Yeah, cloak smoke, as we're calling it. That's the uh, clinical term. We're comic book aficionados, so we definitely know that that is called cloak smoke. <laughs> uh, another couple of things to be aware of. Um, uh, uh, there's a crooked cop named Connors who killed Ty's brother. And uh, this season, Ty's been on the run. Um, he was framed for murdering another police officer. And uh, Ty's mom has uh, taken Connors captive after he was inside of the Cloak's Dark Force dimension. Um, and we don't quite know what happened in their relationship at the end of last episode. Um, we should also say uh, this season, um, Tandy and uh, Mayhem went into uh, Cloak's Dark Force Dimension, and it's sort of a an odd world. There's some loas, or it's a mall. Uh, there's a mall there. There's a gas station, some loas, or mm-hmm. uh, voodoo gods that um, have res- that reside in there. It's sort of an abstract place. It's uh, really interesting the way the show's sort of gone into this. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And they haven't really explained what the rules are, but it's it's really cool. I love the way they're they're doing this. Yeah. It adds a whole angle to it that I just really didn't see coming. Also, don't forget about the uh, priest who is struggling with alcoholism. Yes, uh, the priest who um, was Ty's friend when he was in school before all of this stuff happened over the course of last season. He fell in hard times after um, after his friendship with Ty. Uh, he started drinking, and he's been trying to redeem himself. He's in a, uh, a place where he's drying out. Um, and uh, Ty's, uh, this episode, Ty's mom is about to talk to him. But before we get into the episode, let's talk. We have our man on the street. Uh, man on the street. Brett Macris, stray bullet, as he's known in the internet. He uh, lives in New Orleans, and he uh, goes and researches the things we see on Cloak and Dagger. Um, so I'm going to read his also, notes. Also, he, I want to point out that uh, 
He is a badass chef and makes sick aprons. He does make sick aprons. And if you want uh, yeah. any more information about that, we'll tell you. Um, he does uh, boutique-designed aprons. He uh, made a couple uh, for each of us. Uh, mine was a Starman yeah. apron. Pete got a Punisher apron. Um, who cares about Alex? Uh, it was really, <laughs> uh, really cool gift. Um, he's a multi-talented Also very high-quality, very durable. Yes. Fantastic. The cooking that we do. Um, now uh, we're going to read through his notes about last episode, episode seven. Uh, hey everyone, Alex, uh, got, uh, Marini correct. Now he just needs to pronounce poncha train correctly, but that's easy. Ponch a train. Don't pronounce the A or R and pronounce it like a, that doesn't sound easy when you say it, Brett. I mean, just wait till you guys (laughs) visit. You'll be talking like locals. Yes. We will blend in seamlessly down there in the big easy. Yeah. See, that's what everyone calls it. Uh, And we'll say New Orleans, like real locals. (laughs) Uh, Tandy's being held in a hotel in Central City, a.k.a. The Hood. Not the best place to be, but there's a decent barbecue joint and Costco. Mm. Great, great information. Other than that, a lot of chain stores and a lot of people on corners with cardboard signs. There's a woman there that's been pregnant and down on her luck for over a year now. Seems legit. Ty's mom has a good therapy plan. I often tr- cook to clear my head too, with sharp knives and high heat. This, of course, is Ty uh, cooking or Ty's mom cooking a uh, meal for Connors as she had him uh, uh, tied up to a chair. Real quick, did Brett Macris just admit to holding somebody hostage and cooking while deciding that person's fate? I think so, which is a, as we know, is a huge mistake. Um, and I assume the police, who are largely crooked, as we learn in this show, are going to arrest Brett immediately. No, no, no. In New Orleans, that's uh, that's very common. Oh, everyone's been held hostage a couple times in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't see it before, but that record store, the bad uh, bad guy dude manipulates Tandy and Tyen, is a pretty famous record store on Frenchman Street, just a half mile from my house. Wow. They do a local radio show upstairs, and wow, a drive-time radio show, perhaps. Uh, and the store was a big part of the show, Treme, the HBO show. Uh, the Viking oh, yeah. Hotel is made up, but the real hotel is called Mason's Hotel. To quote my wife just now, there's shady fuckers in and out of that place all the time, okay? That neighborhood will get you killed. It's a fitting place for human trafficking to have a home. Unfortunately, on a professional note, the knife that Connors tries to get in his mouth while tied up is an oyster knife. There's no reason for Ty's mom to use that for cutting vegetables. Wow. Cooking knowledge at play right there. Another great shot of the St. Charles Street car with Ty. Everyone should ride it at least once. It's a really great ride with really great views, although it's really uncomfortable. Wood on steel on train tracks. Yeah, not a lot of um, cushioning there. Ty is standing on another rooftop talking on the phone and then later uh, draws his uh, vive. It's just west of the bridge to the West Bank, which, again, is the Jersey of New Orleans. It's just this brief shot of him we get. It looks like he's standing on top of the Taro Infirmary Hospital. Very close is Barrel Proof, a bourbon whiskey bar, and Courtyard Brewing, which is fantastic. And I've spent way too much money there. Voodoo priestesses, as much as I don't buy into it, are fascinating. I certainly wouldn't be dumb enough to play games with one. The religion the cards are pretty fascinating to learn about. It's originated from uh, Haiti and was called Hoodoo when it came to America. The religion blended in some aspects of Christianity and became Voodoo. If I was a shady bad guy mental psychic, I certainly wouldn't fuck around with one. Fair. So Connors buried Ty's uh, brother in the fairgrounds, which is where the horse track is and where I spent last Sunday at Jazz Fest. And if you're on the slack, you saw pics of Buddy Guy and a few Mardi Gras Indians in full regalia. 
And I guess I'll end with Ty and Tandy are badass. Thanks again. I probably won't be hungover tomorrow. We also get hangover updates from Brett Macris. Uh, He does have one more note here. So I thought I was done with the notes for this week, but it's Sunday, Mother's Day, and I have an update on the church. The old church blocks from my house is not the church in Cloak and Dagger, but how I found this out is pretty awesome. For Mother's Day, my wife told me all I want for Mother's Day is to get the fuck out of the house by myself for a few hours. Uh, (laughs) Brett's wife, big on swearing. Sure thing. So she goes bar hopping in the French Quarter. She ends up at the Black Penny, which if you'll remember in season one, all the detectives would hang out in after work. It's where Connors got clocked by Bridget and where Bridget spends most of her time drinking. My wife happens to ask the bartender questions about filming in the bar and the guy next to her chimes in to tell her he worked on set of season one. What are the odds? My wife asked him about the Yeah, awesome. My wife asked him about the church, and he told her it's located in the Upper Ninth Ward, aka the Bywater, and has been abandoned since it went to ruin in Katrina. Inside the church, all inside the church all had to be shot on a soundstage in East New Orleans. They built a full uh, recreation of the inside of the church because the archdiocese was weird about people filming inside the church, despite it being abandoned. And that is pretty cool. Thanks again. Till next week. Oh, wait, another update. I am not hungover today. Great. <laughs> a lot of... Hey, do you think Brad has a drinking problem? No, I think he has a hangover problem, uh, which oh, okay. is totally normal and fine. Totes norm. Uh, a lot of great notes. It sort of sounds like um, the whole town of New Orleans is uh, working on the production of Cloak & Dagger, which is always exciting. Yeah. Uh, let's dive into the episode. As we were talking about before, a lot of... Uh, Games at play in this episode called two-player. We get a lot of pinball machines at first and then into arcade games. Um, I love uh, this the episode. The music was fantastic with the pinball machines and the shots were really cool. Yeah. Uh, I really liked uh, just kind of what we said. We didn't know if somebody was playing, if we were just watching it, and then kind of like the slow reveal of a new uh, new villain. Uh, I don't know. I think sort of a force. Well, let's talk about it. So we start um, with sort of a cold open on um, pinball machines and this man with a uh, painted face, uh, sort of a painted skeleton type of face. Uh, We see a cloak action figure, which is sort of fun. Yeah, Yeah, badass action figure. Yep, very cool. And we don't know what the deal is. Fortunately, we find out uh, very soon that this gentleman is named Baron Samdi. Uh, who uh, is definitely a comic book character in a bunch of different comic universes. Um, always a figure that is closely associated with death. So um, Ooh, stressful. That's not good. Uh, since Cloak is uh, in serious a serious condition as we get into this. Yeah. So we jump back out and we see Andre and Despair. Um, he and his sidekick steal a car from a John and his headaches are back. So he is... Uh, f- he got played by um, Emoji Girl's aunt. Um, Emoji Girl yeah. um, is the girl that who plays into this episode in a huge way is the girl, yeah. Ty's girlfriend. Yeah, finally kind of making that commitment. But I was uh, super sad by that shot of the aunt on the ground there at the beginning. She was one of, is one of my favorite characters. I hope she's going to be okay. Uh, well, we'll definitely find out later on in the episode what happened to her. Uh, so, yeah, Emoji Girl is, um, she's called in to find uh, Ty. Uh, her aunt in a separate area is is passed out, we think, and also not doing great. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I like, this episode, it felt like it brought sort of our whole cast together 
in yeah. in a lot of ways. We got to see everybody, all the major players, and learn the fate of a couple of the of characters that we have loved slash hated. Um, mm-hmm. So also, go ahead. What I really liked is uh, this episode. We stopped to kind of really talk about the importance of always having like gum and candy on you. Yes, uh, it's a great way to bribe anybody, um, and it yep. works on um, obviously gods. Uh, works on children. Uh, you can bribe them to. Um, yeah. Also, if you see like a cranky kid, you know who's really bothering you, you, know, you give them a Snickers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that work? Oh, and yeah. when are kids bothering you? What's that? When are kids bothering you? Uh, you know, when they, you know, they try to fight you or, uh, you know, they're being noisy on the train sitting next to you. They try to fight you. Children walk up to you and, uh, and challenge you to some sort of fist fight? Well, on the daily, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they think they're big enough to take on, take me on. And, you know, I, I humor them for a little bit. But then, you know, I say, why don't you go to the gym or get a little older and then you can really try to bring it. Peel a page, child fighter. <laughs> uh, so uh, Ty and Tandy back at the church. Tandy very worried about Ty. Bridget walks in. She knows they wrecked the hotel, um, and we get to see. It, it feels like we you were talking about uh, Ty's cloak smoke is uh, sort of falling all over the place. Um, yeah, and the cloak smoke, the cloak smoke, and it it's very obvious that they're going to have to go in. And uh, yeah. jump into uh, Ty's dimension and and save save him from the the limbo cloak world, if you will. Yeah. So uh, Bridget's there. Uh, Emoji Girl uh, shows up. She draws the vevey on the ground. They grab some candy and in they go. I love it. it was so wild and sort of like perhaps unnecessary that they jumped off the balcony of the church. Yeah. Uh, it's like going off the top rope in a wrestling match into uh, the cloak smoke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have just hopped right in, but, you know, add a little extra drama, you know what I mean? Yeah, always. Really just commit to it. Yeah, go go big or go home. Uh, let's actually talk about um, Ty's mom's storyline, uh, sort of Ooh. get that out of the way, because that was uh, interesting, sad. Um, and What, sad? Yeah, because so she... I thought it was glorious. Ty's mom goes to... Uh, Goes to, she finds the priest. She talks to the priest. She needs to confess. She needs to get him back into his sort of priest game uh, since he's well, sobering up. I, I want to correct you here. She wants answers, and he's like, I'm no longer a priest, but if you want to confess, then we'll talk. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't like, hey, I want to, you know, open up to you. He, She was like... I need to talk to you. And he's like, no, you know, I've been going through a lot of shit. Yeah, no, uh, I do think she she does want him to uh, go public with the information about the crooked cops. But yep. I, I, she could get a number of people to do that. Uh, I feel like it seems like she also went to him because she had just done this uh, very intense thing, which we find out later on in the episode that Ooh, she... Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I think he's the only one who would like believe her and be on her side and you know also he's a little roughed up so it's like low stakes i don't know i just but, to me it's like you're gonna go to this priest who's like been living on the street drinking to go and bring these crooked cops to justice i feel like that people would have a hard time believing that dude yeah. but one thing that, sh- that he can do for her is give her some absolution after we find out later on in the episode that she killed connor's spoiler dude 
and not like accidentally or not like at like she fucking planned that shit out and executed. Yeah. This was really I was really surprised by this. The way Connors was sort of set up, I thought he was going to be um I thought he was going free. Yeah, I thought he was going to be sort of part definitely part of the, what was happening and maybe more of the villain here, but man, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be an interesting like like maybe she believes that he's changed and uh, like there was like some touching moments between them. And I thought maybe that she was going to be the bigger person and be like, you know what? Uh, I see the change in you and I believe in you. But she was like, nah, you've done too much. I mean, she, he, he killed one of her sons and ruined. Yeah, unquote. I mean, she is completely in her rights to end his life. Uh, well, yeah, it was. Th- what I love about the show is they go right at these emotions and just. There's no no bullshit with. Uh, I feel like so yeah. many TV shows, there everything is couched in a certain way, and this show feels like super raw with the way they present everything, and it's it's so rare. I that's why I love one of the reasons I love this show so much. Yeah, it is definitely raw for sure. Yeah, uh, so they jump into uh, into the cloak smoke into the dark force. Wait, wait, wait! I want I want to go back for a little bit. The reveal that he's in a clean room, like a, like she's like, oh, you want to use the bathroom? All right, cool. Yeah, it's just down the hall. And he walks into this room and the reveal that it's like ceiling to floor plastic, like where you murder somebody was unbelievable. Right. It was really just, I did not see that coming. That's thorough. That's being thorough. Yeah. And you love? Did you buy a bunch of plastic wrap for your next murder? I have it ready, bro. Yeah. Always stay ready. Yeah, always have a room covered in plastic wrap for whatever reason you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So jumping back to the main storyline, uh, yeah. the the our gang, uh, Tandy and Bridget, jump into uh, the Dark Force dimension. They encounter Papa Legba, who's a, uh, a Loa. Changes form. Mm-hmm. Um, still back at the back, the gas station. Um, they bribe him with uh, her, her with candy in this case. And uh, Tandy has a funny line where, like, oh, I guess I overpaid last time. Yeah, Tandy has candy. Yeah. Um, and uh, they don't see this coming, uh, Bridget and Tandy. But Tandy um, immediately goes to the pinball place. Um, where mm-hmm. Ty is, and Bridget has a different path. She has her own journey yeah. uh, where she has to go confront her other half, Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I loved this. I, Do you want to talk about that for a yeah, little bit? Yeah, let's talk about that side. So uh, Bridget goes to meet uh, Mayhem, and they go into the record store where Mayhem's been sort of uh, watching. Um, Bridget yeah. is in there looking around. She's never seen it before. She gets, gets got by, um, by Mayhem herself. Yeah, straight grabs her. Straight grabs her. And in a record store, you know, you're in a record store. It's a wild place now. Um, It's not like before everyone's like only weirdos there, like who has a record player now. Pete, do you have a record player? You know it. You do? What are you spinning? Dude, I got some vinyl, bro. We should release our podcast on vinyl for the collectors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's exactly what we want to hear. You want to hear a podcast on vinyl. Uh, I just love the crackle of a podcast, <laughs> uh, a bunch of podcast hosts talking about TV. Yeah. Maybe I'm lo-fi, but that's the way I want to hear stuff. 
So uh, I got excited because I thought uh, the detective and Mayhem were just going to like trash all the records, you know, so this guy could never have power again. Well, what do you think? Because the, so this record store exists in the Dark Force dimension, but it's also right. Andre's powers. Uh, yeah. And I guess the show's sort of telling us that this Dark Force dimension that Cloak has access to and Andre has access to, but Tandy doesn't. Her powers are sort of different. Um, what it's a shared place where yeah. your internal thoughts and feelings are physicalized or on display, right? And there's these Loas and other uh, guardians here, and it seems to also be connected with with the Voodoo religion, as we we feel in this episode. Like it's all connected. What do you think that? Yeah, and it seems like a more evil place, right? Because uh, Ty has. You know, he sees fears, and this guy also can go there, and he's straight evil. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like uh, it's a cool place to hang out. Well, here's here's my feelings on it. I feel like um, the, maybe this dimension was created when, when the energy – the energy from the the Roxxon platform bursts through everybody. It hit the our characters and gave them powers, but it also was moving through the city of New Orleans itself. So I think it absorbed all these places into it. Like not only the people that were affected, but the actual space was pulled. Uh, reflections of it were pulled into this dark force dimension. That's why you have these regular locations like a gas station, a mall. That's why you have um, the voodoo religion, which is you know tied up with the history of New Orleans. It all plays on hope and fear, which I think is is within the character of New Orleans as well. Like it's a city uh, where sort of anything can happen. People go there um, to party. They go there. Uh, big, these big things have happened. Very sad things have happened. It's a, it's a nexus of all these big emotions. And I think that's what the Dark Force dimension is. The Roxxon energy, whatever it was, created this place that is truly uh, the character of New Orleans bound up with all the people who were affected by it as well. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's my random theory. Okay, well, it's pretty elaborate. I like it. I just think it's kind of like a uh, darker limbo, if you will. Okay, so that's two different theories. One darker limbo and so one... You got like a darker limbo and then you got like a Beetlejuice limbo where it's a little lighter, a little bit more fun. Yeah, all part of the and limbo. Probably Tandy has access to The that. limbo expanded universe. Right. Which also in, uh, includes the game limbo. <laughs> like how low, how low uh, can you go? Think about it. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Punning it up over there. Okay, great. So let's, uh, Mayhem and Bridget then um, start to just hang. They're, uh, yeah, they just have some times. They get their nails did. They're, yeah. And uh, they, they talk. They talk it out. They talk it out. They're a little bit on the case trying to figure out what is going on. Um, but after they sort of talk about these big things and they're sort of dubious of each other, then they start yeah. to, like, connect and reconnect. Uh, yeah. And also what's nice is it's like you get two perspectives of the same event. Yeah. You know, like one of them is like, no, that was fucked up. And the other one's like, no, actually, it was kind of sweet. Yeah. And it was kind of cool to hear them talk about it that way and defend their own perspective. And then I was really impressed with the lady detective who was like, you know what? I'm sick of being scared all the time. You think you're so hot? Why don't you run shit for a little bit? See how that works. Yeah. And so they they reconnect while they're doing each other's nails. And then um, 
uh, there's a shift in the scene. They become one nail. They they're shifted. There's a shift in the scene. All of a sudden, it's one. Uh, Bridget becomes one person again. Mayhem uh, and Bridget are blended back together, and it does seem like when they later emerge from the uh, cloak smoke, the dark force dimension, uh, they are one person. But Mayhem is definitely in the driver's seat. Yeah, they seem more mayhem. Yeah, uh, which is cool. And there's uh, one thing that happens again at the end. But let's jump back and talk about the main storyline. Uh, I'm very excited for her character moving forward. Mayhem. Yeah. Yeah, because she's a real wild card, and I know you like that. Yep. You like a strong lip. She's a very strong red lip. I don't know what you mean by lipstick. that. Lipstick. You know, I think a strong, badass woman is fantastic. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And yeah, it seems like it's funny the way we came into the season thinking Mayhem was going to be like the main villain. And now she's like their champion. Yeah, I hope so. You're a fan. Super fan. You want a Mayhem show? Hell yeah. Okay. Cloak and Dagger Mayhem team up show. That'd be that'd be been that's literally what you have right now. So. All right. Well, don't ruin it for me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm helping. I'm talking about it. Uh, so Tandy, meanwhile, um, she goes to the pinball place. She meets uh, Baron Samdi, who um, sort of explains who he is a little bit. We don't really know what fully what his deal is, but it does feel like he's uh, Loa alongside uh, Papa Legba, and um, it's interesting that maybe we'll keep encountering these. Uh, these characters, these gods that sort of reside within Ty. But it also made me think, what's the version for Tandy? Like, there's no light force dimension, but is there is there any other, like, avenue for her powers to expand into? And I'm really curious if there's, like, a hope version of this dimension. That would be interesting, but uh, so far, no dice. Okay. Um, now, what I like is uh, he is, like, Okay, yeah, you you want to get Ty? Sure, good luck. Go get him. But he's playing video games, so good luck pulling a dude away from playing video games. And I was like, oh shit, there's nothing worse than someone trying to make you leave an arcade. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh man, you know, I was having flashbacks to like, you know, like like you're playing arcade games, and your mom's like, come on, we gotta go. It's like, no, one more game, oh, come on. Yeah. That's definitely the yeah. same stakes. You leaving an arcade as a child stakes. and Tandy playing pinball for her friend Ty's life. Yep. Um, I, uh, Tandy challenges uh, Baron Samdi for Ty's life over a game of pinball, which is one of the worst games to play for someone's soul. Also, why would you go into a world that you know nothing about and then challenge a game master at a game? Well, she doesn't know how good he is. He just runs a pinball room in this um, fantastical place. He might not be good at it. Pinball's hard. You know, you, you're playing for someone's soul. All of a sudden, you get a tilt. You can't tilt. That's illegal. That's what I'm saying. You bump the game wrong, and you get a tilt. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It doesn't happen accidentally. you got to purposely bump that thing for it to... You no, know. but if you're really getting into the game, if you're playing pinball hardcore, going for the multi-ball... Like, you, you're just getting into it. You might bump the machine the wrong way, and it's all of a sudden it's like yelling, tilt. I don't, I don't know, man. I've never seen someone accidentally tilt. Well, no, one, no one's trying to tilt. Oh, I think people try to Why? tilt. I think people try to get away from it, try to get away with, like, having the ball lean to one side, and the video game's like, hey, asshole, no tilting. Oh, well. 
what game would you want to play for someone's soul, Pete? Like if I've someone, I, my soul is on the line. What game would you play with? The- okay, all right. So it's got to be something that, I'm, that I can. I'm gonna have to go uh, Marvel, Capcom, uh, Street Fighter. Really? Wow. Very specific. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't want to do. That's that's my fucking jam, dude. Okay. I would play that, and I would win your life back, bro. That's great. Or um, Mario Golf. Or Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Wow. That's cocky. Oh, yeah. Rainbow World. Wow. Very cocky from Pete LePage. I guess um, if your soul is trapped, I would want to do beer pong. Ooh, really? Very dramatic end. (sighs) Wow. I I bet you I could take you down in beer pong. Oh, really? That's a challenge, and it's Mm -hmm. on. Uh, Bring that shit to me, man. Okay, great. We are adults, as we stated early. We are adult <laughs> people. Uh, so, meanwhile, out in the uh, "quote unquote" real world, um, despair goes into his sidekick's brain, um, takes some of her uh, hope to treat his headaches. Now, this uh, let's let's follow that path a little bit. Uh, Despair is uh, not doing well because he was bounced from his own record store um, and at right. the last episode, and he takes some of her hope, and then we see later in the episode that he kills her. He f- yeah. figures out what the power... That's why he does the old one more time. Yeah, man. He is... I hate this fucking they, guy. This show, it does such a great job to make this dude absolutely despicable. Like, this, no. the sidekick... His- I'm really pissed. That the uh, voodoo ant couldn't take him down. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a second. But like, I, I she sort of she helped him a little bit with the, trying to understand this power symbol, which he cracks and realizes that it's musical notes, which plays right into his hands because he's a trumpet player. Um, yeah. But like, when he killed his sidekick, she was a, such a. I think her name was Leah. Like, she was such a bad person, uh, just as, almost as bad as him. And then he kills her. It, he's ice cold. Oh, yeah, man. They really do a great job establishing that villain. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's almost too good of a job. It's, he's really a fucking asshole, man. Yeah. I can't wait for him to die. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens at the end of this season. Uh, yeah. Back uh, back in the Tandy Ty story, Emoji Girl, she is uh, rolling the beans, trying to save Ty. She's worried about her aunt. Uh, her name's Avita, by the way. We call her Emoji Girl because she used to communicate with emojis to tie just straight emojis yeah. which is a that's fine uh, like we said we're uh young cool people so we use emojis yeah, yeah. constantly we love emojis yeah. um tandy's trying to connect with ty but he's absorbed in the game tandy agrees to play ty's game it's an arcade version of cloak and dagger in the style of double dragon this was so fun yeah it reminded me of this uh game called streets of rage yeah one of my favorites uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, also had a little bit of an X Men feel to it. All those side scrolling games where you had to fight your way out. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, exactly. I feel like Double, Double Dragon, Dra- Double was Dragon was the one of the great was the big uh, connection here, which I played the shit out of when I was a kid. Me too. Also Contra, Contra. Yes, um, I they I wish they had thought to use the Konami code, which would have helped them oh. sort this out emotionally. Up, up, down, yeah, down, left, quick, right, left, before right. Before we go in, let's just you know. yeah. Let me just get us thirty lives and just crush Contra yeah. all night long. <laughs> uh, 
so they uh, they, 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 get, they keep advancing through the levels. They get absorbed into the game themselves where they're fighting people. It keeps cutting back and forth between the... Yeah, I like the back and forth. That was fun. It was so cool. Um, the uh, cut scene of uh, radioactive heroin uh, being like they've been, been injected with that, which I believe is straight out of the comics, uh, was very fun. And she's, t- uh, Tandy's like, radio, this is stupid. Ty's like, it's the yeah. game. Uh, it seems like, though, the emotional thing that's happening here is Ty has been – he's had a stressful season. Yeah, he's sick of losing. He's sick of losing. The- this In this world, he's kind of in control. He can win. He feels – he finally feels good about his powers and using them. So, yeah, that's why Tandy kind of just has this moment where she's like, dude – if you just want to stay here, I'll stay with you, which was quite beautiful. It was. I mean, this is a big episode for the two of them connecting. Um, yeah. Now, uh, he, he wants he's sick of the gray area that his life has become of like not knowing the right thing to do, feeling that there's no clear path. Uh, and so he likes this game because it's just there's good guys and there's bad guys. You're just punching stuff. Um, and speaking of their relationship, I know uh, Zalb's interviewed them and uh yeah. he talked uh he asked them about their what their relationship's going to be like going forward so it'll be interesting to see if in the comics they kind of just stay just friends well in the it'll comics be interesting to see if they play in the comics there is sort of a an on again off again romance factor and we so far haven't they've touched on it and pointed to it a little bit but we haven't seen them act on it at all and i feel like yeah. this episode got Close? Uh, I don't know. I felt a little bit of romance. Uh, we'll get to it in a second, but I don't know. I'm curious. It feels like they're not... I don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah. I hope they don't. Really? Yeah, I just kind of think it would be cool. If, why can't we just have two friends just, you know, fighting crime together? Yeah. I don't know, because, you know, you're in that. Relationships, passion develops. Yeah, but I like him and Emoji Girl. Yes. Um, let's talk to her, uh, talk about her. Um, her aunt come, uh, or shows herself to Emoji Girl. Um, she died. She's in all white. She died. Them. I was so fucking sad, man. Yeah. It was, uh, that was a surprise. And then she also dropped. But she was super cool, Bob. Yeah, she was like, it's time. I've done a lot. Yeah, it's time for me to go. Um, but that means something for Emoji Girl because she's got to take up this mantle. Yeah, she, um, her which, aunt. Which was tough. I mean, she's trying to make her own path, live her own life. She's purposefully not like, trying to, to live that, the, uh, yeah. the new lifestyle. Um, the, uh, she wants her to, her aunt wants her to be a mambo, I think is the, the, the term they use. Yeah, because she has the sight. She has, she's grew up with it, but she, uh, uh Vito wants to become a doctor. Um, yeah, but I, I kind of wish they, dealt with this a little bit more because I kind of felt bad for the main character. We didn't kind of see her struggle. I mean, she's basically deciding between being a doctor and helping people that way or kind of being a person of the dark magic of voodoo and helping New Orleans, you know, with this kind of superhero battle that's going on. But the big thing I think that pushes it over the edge for her is Ty. Like, her aunt says, yeah. like, you have to, if you do this, you'll save Ty. So, right. she... And there's this whole marriage thing. Yeah, so um, so while Ty and Tandy are in the game, they end up back at the hotel. Tandy's, like, super upset about being there. She's 
not doing well with it. Um, it's time for the boss level, uh, which reminded me straight out of the oh. Kung Fu in old NES game. Yeah. Remember that game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Evita, she starts building her wax figures, and she pledges herself to Ty. Um, there's a whole sort of marriage ceremony, and at the same time, yeah. he is pledging himself to Tandy in this interesting way. Um, yeah. So there's sort of a, almost a double marriage here. Uh, neither one built on actual romance. Like yeah. uh, Evita Emoji Girl was pledging herself. She gave up her life, essentially, um, to take yeah. on this Mambo life. Uh, Which was super amazing and nice of Very her. nice of her. Like, that's a big career change. That's a big ask, man. Big ask. Yeah, like, to give yeah. up. Um, I mean, you don't have to go to medical school. She won't be in as much debt. Uh, sure. I sure. don't think. So that's nice. Um, won't have to wear scrubs, which are... Uh, yeah, save money there. Save money on scrubs. Scrubs are not good clothing. Dude, they seem comfortable. Really? Have you worn scrubs? No, I used to have a scrubs no, shirt. You got to wear a shirt underneath. It's a little chafing. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. On the nipples? Uh, yeah, I wish I didn't, Cha- I didn't chafing, uh, have that picture. Chafing on the head. nipples? Like a shirt? Dude. You know what I'm talking about. This is important. This is a part of the show. It's not a part of the show. You're making it a part of the show. So, but on the other side of that, uh, so she she pledged herself to the Mambo lifestyle. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. uh, Ty and Tandy are sort of pledging themselves to each other. and it To each other, which is sweet. It's sweet, and it doesn't seem romantic, but it, the marriage thing, and it feels like they almost are setting up a high-stakes, I don't want to say love triangle built around Ty, but yeah. it's almost like a uh, friend. It's friendship triangle or like... Just life, it's a triangle of life and death. When they show up at the church, like, uh, Emoji Girl is like, don't touch me. Yeah. Because she can kind of sense the Ty and Tandy kind of connection. I think she's a little upset by it. Well, wouldn't you be, she just changed her entire life. She sacrificed her plans for herself to to save this guy's life. And he's like, oh, meet my girlfriend, (laughs) Tandy. She shoots daggers. Yeah. She shoots light daggers, yeah. and we're kind of like a team. Hadouken. Yeah, it's upsetting. She can Hadouken. But it was also cool because the pinball guy was like, oh, hey, guys, time's up. There's a wedding, and you don't leave, like, anti-voodoo waiting. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love how, like, even he knows she's a badass. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't that the way when you get two weddings happening at once? Ugh, what a what a mess. Multiple yeah. gifts. Speeches. Sure. You know what I'm talking about. It's wedding season, Pete. Oh, I'm super You got excited. some weddings to go to? No. Wow, great. Uh, way to keep it tight. Uh, so yep. to close out the episode, um, we uh, Evita seems upset by her life. Uh, Tandy goes home to find her, that her mom's been drinking again. And oh, this was dude. totally out of just a heartbreaking gut punch. No, no, because they touched on it the last episode. She kind of casually mentioned... Oh, I had two drinks. It was fine. And it was like, yeah. oh, no. But then this was like. But I just mean in this bad. episode alone to have them go through this like super emotional thing. Huge thing, yeah. Um, we, it's not like at the end of the episode they're like happy. Like they just went through it. And yeah. then she goes home and just gets this other just like huge thing dropped on her. Um, so that we see Tandy realizing that cross cut with Bridget burning her place down. <laughs> just like 
Yeah, what is that about? I, I mean, mayhem. Mayhem just being like, hey, old detective, guess what? I run this, and I'm not going to have any nice things. I'm burning your place yeah, down. Yeah, she's like, this Pier 1. I wasn't this sure Pier if that one was imports, like her hotel room. It was just some, she was like, fuck this Pier 1 Imports furniture. Uh, <laughs> we, should, we need a better place. Yeah. Um, no, I think that was symbolized, because I think that was the apartment she had with her, the cop boyfriend that was murdered. Oh, that makes so sense. So I think it was sort of like, it's time to move on. Uh, and get. Yeah. I liked how we kept seeing that guy in the limbo. Yeah, I know. Well, and he's scary. Yeah, very scary. So then we have Tandy crying. Ty shows up to support. What a great friend. Yeah. And I couldn't understand what he said to Tandy. Was it like, hey, we'll get. I agree. I couldn't we'll hear get- what it was either. I think we're going to go get him, is what, what uh, they said. What he yeah, said. Yeah, but get who? She's upset because her mom is drinking again. No, I think it means we're going to get dis- – she's losing hope again. I think it's like we're going we're gonna to solve all of this shit. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go get that crazy music guy. Yeah. That music guy's out of yeah. control. Yo, fuck that music guy, man. Um, so uh, great episode. To, real clo- to close it up uh, real fast, like I – another great episode of the show. This truly is my favorite, favorite superhero show, favorite Marvel show. Um, that's it's de- it's definitely growing on me and working its way up the list for me, uh, but man, it's uh, it's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, so uh, as we do every episode, Pete, um, cloak or dagger? Which one uh, won the episode for you? Well, it's tough because cloak was playing video games, which I really thought was badass, but uh, dagger did a lot in this app. Yeah, this is definitely her app. Uh, Ty was sort yeah. of needed saving. He was the one who. But it just you know it it was so hard to see her so upset with her mom and everything that was going on at the end. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to give it to uh, I'm going to give it to Dagger. Tandy wins the episode. I agree. This was another great episode um, for her. Uh, though, let me throw it out there. I'm going to also give it to um, the writers and the 8-bit video game designer. This is such a fun way to see this story unfold. Um, well, if you're going to change yours, I'm going to change mine and say the mom won the episode. Okay. Because, you know, you kill one of her kids, she's going to end you. Wow. There it is. Everybody won the episode. Everyone was great. Uh <laughs> That's the show, guys. Uh, we uh, do this podcast. We do a ton more. You can um, check us out uh, for this podcast at uh, Cloak Jabber on Twitter. Hit us up with any thoughts, questions. Um, we're going to do some questions on the air here pretty soon. Uh, you can follow us directly at Comic Book Live. Uh, Pete, tell them uh, what else. Yeah, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. And... Uh, Follow us um, on uh, if you're interested in Riverdale. We do a Riverdale podcast. Uh, we do our regular comic book club podcast. We review comic books. We do it all, and we'll be back next week for the next episode of Cloak and Dagger here on Cloak and Jabber. Jabber.